think this is episode 12. If it's not episode 12, it's episode 13. Ed, edit here if this is if I said the wrong number. Uh, here with Ryan. All right, everybody. I took a big shit on Disney Plus. I think on this podcast. And we have to go back in the archives and find the evidence. I think that I was right in some ways. I haven't watched Lion King. I haven't watched Little Mermaid. I haven't caught up with what Ariel's doing. I haven't. I don't give a shit about the crab or whatever. It's not what I'm into. Yeah. I like The Mandalorian. Dude, I haven't watched any of it yet, and I need to. I haven't seen any it's of The not, Mandalorian. It's not perfect. It's not going to change your life. It's no Breaking Bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it makes up for the for the, the bullshit that The Last Jedi was. I, I got to admit that out of all the new Star Wars movies, I've liked a good amount of them. If, really? If not all of them. Not more than, like, the original trilogy, obviously. But, like, I actually really liked Solo. I liked Rogue One. I know you liked both of those movies. Um, I disagree. I wasn't huge on Last Jedi. I didn't like the Earth planet. Right. But the, it's the, funny to me that... Right. Or not funny. I think it's interesting that you liked Rogue One and Solo, but you didn't like The Last Jedi. I knew The Last Jedi was going to be shit because of Solo and Rogue One. Rogue One was... Yeah, but they're on different time right. lines. Right, but it's still Star different, Wars. Different directors. Different directors, but eh. well, once Disney owns it, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? They're well, all like, going to be one, different directors. One of them, I think, was like one of the directors on Game of Thrones. The other one was like J.J. Abrams. I mean, he, Ron, he, ha- Ron Howard, who I love, did Solo. J.J. did Force Awakens. That one was really good. Did you like Force Awakens? That one was pretty good. I liked A New Hope. So You liked The New Hope reboot? <laughs> yeah, I like the soft reboot of A New Hope. That's yeah. what I liked, if we're just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was into. I don't have a um I don't have a, a a lot of negativity associated with Force Awakens. I just don't give a sh- I just have to be honest. I don't give a shit about any of the characters. Mm. I think they botched the villains in these new this new trilogy. I think that I think that Kylo Ren is 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 a poorly written villain. They've made him kind of stupid. What do you think of Adam Driver's acting though? Like have they're all good actors. Yeah. They're all good actors. Adam Driver, good actor. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley, good actor. They're just, all good actors. Just, they work for fucking Disney. Just a poor role to play, you think? I think it's poorly written. And I think this third one is going to be the proof of that. I think this is going to be some bullshit time travel plot where they're trying to, like, you know, tie up these loose ends, and it's going to show. People are saying that from, wh- from what people have been saying about it so far. Again, I've only seen it on the Twitter sphere. So take that with what you will. Which which but, I'm not in at all, so but, enlighten me. But they're saying that Rise of Skywalker is pretty crazy. Just just crazy good? Just <laughs> that a lot happens. That's the gist I got from right. what people were saying. Um, just having watched Star Wars my entire life, I'm going to go see anything that is Star Wars. Even, I, I haven't Again, I haven't seen any of The Mandalorian yet. I, I, I don't have a Disney Plus account i'm gonna be mooching i don't off. either i'm, I'm mooching <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah i was gonna say i'm gonna be mooching off my girlfriend's cousin's account like so i can get that one last profile on there like um drew seems to really like the mandalorian does he really um we th- spent the whole time talking about the impeachment we didn't even didn't even get there yeah um i think my older brother steve likes it too Deej, have you watched any of the mandalorian yeah i mean really i think yeah. so i enjoy the mandalorian because it a lot of it seems to be practical effects. A lot of it seems to be um, we're going back to uh, the puppetry, mm. which I really, I really have a soft spot for. But at the same time, it's not soaked in nostalgia. 
Like, it's not, right. it doesn't feel like Star Wars porn, which is what Rogue One felt like to me. It just felt like, like, ooh, there's a Death Star. Like, it just felt like, what are we doing? It felt like circling the wagons to me. You know what's weird is it didn't feel like that to me, because, like, right. in the, the original trilogy, like, they have the whole, like, Han Solo, Leia, uh, romantic fling or whatever. In the prequel, they have uh, Padme and Anakin, right? And, and Rogue One, they didn't really have any of that. They had the one guy and girl that they kind of oh, got so along. So they didn't have uh, interesting characters. There what they weren't. Yeah, they, there was no like romantic interests, and I like that they kind of. It's it's probably one of the bigger action Star Wars movie. It's all about the action. You probably didn't like the plot so much, so that's why you thought it was I, lacking. I mean, name I, I one really fucking character. Name one character from Rogue One. I haven't seen it in a long time. Right. Staff guy. Staff guy. <laughs> Staff fucking force streamer. Protagonist woman. <laughs> You know, like, what's the droid's name? We're supposed to like the droids. We're supposed to be like, oh, I'll get that action figure. <laughs> I'll get him on a, a koozie or whatever. I, you know, I, the like, I know BB-8 from the other But BB-8's not from Rogue One. Right. Also, why have they abandoned R2-D2? Why is R2-D2 always just dusty in the corner with no, with no one touching him? What the fuck? They had to make him cuter to sell some toys. Yeah, but he was already cute. BBH, I don't know. They're little. They're little. Yeah, JBL. right. Right. So, I just. So little. I think you know. Baby I think, Yoda, dude. Yoda, but little. little Baby Yoda, Yoda is cute, and and Baby Yoda keeps me engaged. It does. I understand that there's a lot of artificial memes being created because of Baby Yoda. Yeah, I, like I the eat Baby it. Yoda I fucking eat it up, dude. Nom, nom, nom. I eat that shit up. <laughs> I do. That shows. It's it's really it's. First of all, it's short. Every episode is short, so you sit down. You can take a shit How and watch an are they, episode. Like Twenty minutes. Thirty. The long the the last episode I think was like forty minutes, okay. and that one was like, oh Jesus, you know what I mean? Like these days it's like long for a show, but right. it's episodic, so you kind of you get a contained story. I feel like you don't necessarily need to watch it all the way from the beginning, mm -hmm. um, which has its ups and downs. There's limitations to it, but The Mandalorian has been so much better than any than it's better than The Force Awakens in my opinion. Really? Yeah, that's good to hear because it's 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 an original. It's an original set of characters. It's a plot we haven't seen in the universe. It's areas of the world that haven't really been touched on. Like we don't know much about about the Mandalorians. We didn't know much about Boba Fett. Right. Yet he became this iconic, you know, that imagery. You know what's so funny is I like that they're I, I, I again I haven't seen any of the show, but from what I've heard, the way that they stick to like the Mandalorian lore of like those who wear the suit, uh, they have the special code that they have to follow. Yep. Was like Bango, uh, Bango. Boba and Shango, <laughs> Fett. Y'all like them bounty hunters? They kind of Bango. I like those Bango Rangos. Shooting them blasts. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, they they were kind of just like the naysayers of Mandalorian battle armor. Like they kind of just took the armor and they were right. kind of their own thing. Right. Where he he actually follows like the the bounty or not that they're bounty hunters, but the Mandalorian planets like code. Something about order. something so. about Rogue One. And Solo, to a large degree, feels like we're digging up a grave and we're taking the corpse out of the coffin and we're, like, running electricity through it. And it's like, it's, you know, your grandpa's back. It's kind of like that. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. And Force Awakens kind of skirts that line because it's like, you know, oh, there's a there's a lady Jedi now and one of them's a black guy. But all Harrison Ford's there. He is there yeah. in the background saying hi. But... We got a lot of new people, so it's kind of like splitting the difference. Where Solo was like, "Do you remember this shit?" Rogue One was like, "Do you remember these guys?" That that movie was full of that stuff, and and in the way that that's what I remember. Yeah, I don't remember any of the new characters in Rogue One. 
Yeah, I don't. None of them. I don't, I don't remember any any of the Rogue. I didn't give a characters. shit about it while I was watching it, and I don't give a shit now. I think the things that I I kind of don't like what they did with like Luke in the Last Jedi too, like. He seemed to have, like, a really good grip on the Force and what the Force means, like, by the end of the original trilogy. And then he's like, oh, this one, like, little guy might be evil. Like, I have to, I have to upset the whole post-war Jedi Order just because he has the possibility of being evil. And I'm going to come to him in the middle of the night and possibly kill him, but I'm not going to because I'm conflicted. And now he's turned because I screwed up. Like, and now I'm done with the Jedi. Like... I don't think uh, Mark Hamill was happy with that either. Yeah, <laughs> I would be like been very vocal about this is not good. Dude, like in the whole original series, one through six, they talk about how important the lightsaber is. And when Ray gets to the island, he just throws it away because he's like still like angry about that subversion of expectations, man. I just thought that was stupid. Like he's like, yeah, screw this lightsaber. Like well, there's only was, so many left. And I agree it was stupid, but I think their reasoning for it might have been that it was unexpected. Yeah, it has that like shock value. Potentially. Uh, Sorry, we can pause it. All right, so what were you going to say about Solo? We took a quick I, break there. little intermission. Monty Python. I should do that. I should do transition music. Like, mm. we had to take a piss. Yeah. We had to take a piss. <laughs> Trolley on to the restroom. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess that's in light of the Christmas spirit and all the melodic old tunes. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Are you still pissed off about your Starbucks cups? <laughs> I'm so pissed about the war on Thanksgiving still. <laughs> that whole big Thanksgiving war. Are you wow. Joking? Is that a real thing? Donald Trump said that. War on Thanksgiving? He's like, yeah, they're they're coming after everything now. The war on Thanksgiving? It's ridiculous. I've never seen anyone talk well, about Who's it. complaining about Thanksgiving? Right. Right. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> like like I get like Republicans have been always been complaining about the war on Christmas. You can't right. say Merry Christmas anymore. It's happy holidays. Right, right, right. I don't mind saying happy holidays. I think it's nicer. Like you, you're I, I always find it fascinating the stuff that triggers Republicans. Yeah, I <laughs> like can, can I talk about What happened what, to Christmas? <laughs> can I talk about what we talked about with Drew earlier? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the impeachment hearings. Yeah. Uh, we were watching them live a little bit earlier. And me and Drew are and Drew started it. He was like, you know, you're a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Those were his words. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I, we got into the discussion. This will be really quick, and I can cut this out. We're at 10 minutes. Um, the thing where I was like, America's good. It's a great place to live. I don't think it's not a great place to live. I think it's like, you know, we're one of the best places. That's clear. Yeah. But I don't think we're better than other places. And I was like, you ever been to Europe? And right. she was like, we have to move there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ooh, like, I hope I didn't upset him with that. Oh, no, like, no. He, he, he was just like. He was joking. He, okay. wa- he wasn't, like, actually serious. Like, why don't you go there, you stupid? No, he wasn't, like, actually. He seemed like, pretty that. serious. <laughs> no, that's just, that's just, Drew has a deep voice, so. He wasn't actually, yeah. like, he wasn't, act- he was just joking. I don't. I think my voice is more of a high tenor. <laughs> I feel like I'm a middle tenor. That's not. Uh, you got a pretty low voice. I listen back to episodes of this, and I'm like, have you guys ever ate a Big Mac? It's really bad. I love Big Macs. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I sound like. So what were you going to say about the uh, Solo movie? Getting back to Star Wars. Yeah, get back, yeah backpedaling up to Star Wars. Um, I liked Solo, but... Um, I, I liked parts of Solo. There were moments I liked, brief moments. I think they could have cast just the character of Solo a little better. Like, I would have liked the lower-talking Harrison Ford type where he's like, I got the ship called the Millennium Falcon. And then in Solo, he's like... Hey, I'm uh, putting together this crew. You want to be a part of it? 
<laughs> you want to join me in the galaxy? And it was right. like, you don't sound like Han Solo at all. I feel you, so different. That's fascinating. Because I didn't think that guy was an issue for me. He, for he, he looked like him. Right, he looked he looked the part. I yeah. didn't I didn't pull him out as something I didn't like. I more just, like... See, he was passable for me. What wasn't passable was everything else, like, uh, character-wise, casting-wise. The, the, the female lead in that, I don't remember anything about her. I remember nothing. I, 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 also I remember nothing about the conflict of that movie. I remember none of the side characters. You I remember, remember the big action scene where, like, there's that, like, futuristic-type train, and they have to, like, extract that, uh... I remember it now because you just said it. I thought that was a really cool scene. The music, the score in Solo, I will say, was amazing. Right, like, maybe I should rewatch it. I, 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 I remember, I, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters, actually with you, right? Yeah. Um, Did I see Solo with you? I think so. We either went to see Solo or Rogue One, and I oh, think it was Solo. I think with it was Solo. With your brother, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so That's that was, right. That was two or three years ago, so... Um, but I remember the score being really good. Like, I remember being really, like, emotionally into the action scenes and, like, it had a really good push and pull. It's so funny, the um, stuff that we both, that we pick out as memorable because it's very different. I don't remember, I couldn't tell you a single, I couldn't be like, oh, you remember that part in the solo score? Like, ba da 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 I don't remember anything. I remember nothing. I just remember it had really good, like, strings, like, in that action right. scene, like, the str- it's, like, really intense, like, <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get the. <laughs> I wish we were on live right now so we could see. Um, well, well, it should be nothing like that too. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I understand what you're saying. I remember, I remember being like, um, I remember but seeing the Ron Howard influence visually. Like there was a scene where like his speeder does like a, a fishtail around a corner and being like, ooh, that's like out of like that Ron Howard movie. I can't remember what it's called, but like it's like a race. He has like influence from racing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's good in the bad. There's good things about it being from in in Disney's hand now, hands now, and it's that it's consistent. Yeah, but like I really liked Donald Glover is Lando. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> You're like, eh. it's not that I didn't like it, but I, I it didn't it was, make the movie for me. It wasn't like this is worth a rewatch. Right. Like, are you itching to rewatch Solo? Kind now talking about it, kind of. Right. Yeah. Okay, maybe we should now. A- what about Rogue One about though? It, like, have you rewatched Rogue I've, One? Once I saw, I think it was on Netflix for a short time. Maybe it's still on there, um, but that again, that was a long time. Like ago. Force Awakens, I rewatched it. See, I didn't rewatch any of those. I didn't rewatch. I rewatched Force, Force Awakens. I saw Force Awakens. I want to say two or three times in the theater, mm. but and it wasn't because I wanted to go back. But um, it just were separate occasions where oh, we're going to see Force Awakens. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you again because that was pretty good. Yeah, I so, but it's because you like A New Hope. Yeah, that is why it's the, it's very similar plots. All right, I'll stop shitting on Star Wars now. We can move on. <laughs> well, dude, I was gonna say, um, there's this really cool thing I saw on YouTube recently that related to Star Wars, and it was these special editions that you can download online of the original trilogy, and it's called Star Wars: uh, The Despecialized Edition, and it's basically all these different cuts from the movie. They edit out George Lucas's crappy CGI. Right, that his backtracking, in. fucking revising history, him not understanding his own creation right. shit. And you can even buy, like, pirated copies of it on eBay of, like, the Despecialized and 1080p Blu-ray. Wow. Um, which, I guess I could get in trouble for selling that, but... Um, eh, fuck them. You can download <laughs> it for free online. You gotta do some digging. Like, it took me a while to find the links, but... I had the original cuts of the trilogy before the special editions on vhs that was on the only VHS. way that was the only way you could get them and 
I believe they got sold when I was in college in a yard sale. And Sounds, that's probably what we did too. Yeah. When I came back and was like, oh my god, I can't find them. I remember finding uh, a copy of the original trilogy on VHS and it was in like this cool gold case and I was like, hell yeah, I got another one. And I brought it back to my house and I'm playing it and I'm like, what's all this early 90s CG shit? Like, what is going on? Right. And in big text on the front, it was special edition and I was like, no! And oh. I threw it out. I threw it. I threw the whole thing in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what's so funny is Star Wars got accepted as one of the films to be administered to the Library of Congress every single year. E every single year, there are 25 films picked, American films, that are to be archived in the Library of Congress. So, like, if aliens ever come and they're like, what well, were the top five? <laughs> if aliens <laughs> ever come. No, they'll never come. But <laughs> but if they're like, hey. We would like to see media visually. Top 25 movies of 1987. <laughs> Like you could pull it out in the library. We have Congress. watched Looper on YouTube. Yeah, but um, watch Mojo. Yeah, but Star Wars got accepted into it, and they never submitted it because of all the renditions over the years. Right. And um, the way that there was there was one. It's like cut. If, it's like if it, you know, there's something to be said for. Like I understand if there's like a, an album and there's like oh here's a deluxe version of the album like the mix is a little bit different or like oh right. you know it's been 25 years since Dark Side of the Moon came out we're gonna like give a new version of it right but it's different because the I've original's overwritten now right yeah right it's and it's not right George Lucas screw you give you're us revising your history film. here um dude even in 2003 2004. On DVD, they came out with a limited edition or like a special edition of the original trilogy, but they got it off of a bad cut from the 90s, so it looks DVD quality, but there's a smoothness. So like if one of the characters turns their face, there's this weird blur mm. where their face is like blurry, like it's a bad cut. Right. Um, and they're like, here's the original trilogy, but it like looks awful. Um, like speeders that are going by, they have like jagged edges as they go across the screen. Right, because it's on a whole new format and it's, stuff. It's really bad. Um, so fans have taken it upon themselves to like take all of the releases that have come out. They've even gotten original film negatives from the original films and done like 2K, 4K scans of them that are converted into 1080p. They do all this composite editing right. to make the actual version. It's like this tedious process too. But all three original trilogy films, they're like beta versions of the composite edits that you can download online. Now, uh, when you go on Disney Plus to watch the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at the special editions or is it the original cuts? I no, haven't tried. It is, it is not the original cuts. You're looking at CG Jabba in right. the freaking 80s. It's stupid. Dude, the CG Jabba, it's so bad. It's so bad. It really it really rapes your eyes on the third one. There's there's a reason they <laughs> That's went That's the one that really Like there's a reason they went back to practical effects Yoda for the Mandalorian. Like and there's a reason. Dude, dude it looks so good. I'll give you my yeah. account because I want you to watch it. There, like, there is like CG a, in it, obviously. Like, there's a reason Christopher Nolan, he's known as such a good director because he still uses practical effects on set. Right. Like, Inception, like, the whole hallway scene where they're going upside down, like, that's a rotating room. Like, they're live acting that out. And, you know, when and you, it looks the best on film. Like It I, does. It does. And there's something to be said now where we're in a culture, film-wise, where it, we're all about the remake and or franchises in general and franchises in general Marvel and we're forgetting that this shit is hard 
to make something that's classic that sticks to your ribs as a good film almost always happens by accident. Take Ghostbusters. The original Ghostbusters to have like this ghost, also sci-fi mashup, great cast. You know, every yeah. character has its own place. To try to recreate that in any sort of way is kind of a fool's errand. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. Um, I, th- I think the second one was pretty good, too, actually. I'll give them that. Not that they were... I mean, it was the same cast at the time. So. Right. Right. I agree. Right. I, I thought agree. It was, I thought sequels are hard to do, too, and I thought it was a pretty, pretty good sequel. Did you see Ghostbusters 2016? No, I'm not going to bother. They're, they're just I ruining... The... I bothered, and it was so bad. Don't bother. Yeah. I, if you're listening, don't bother. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this. Like, the original Ghostbusters fans, I already knew they were going to be disappointed with it. Right. Right. It's, uh... And that's not me being, like, sexist, like, oh, all-female cast, like, it's gonna suck. It just, like, the plot... No, I have no issue with it being an all-female cast. I have no issue with it being unfunny. The plot just didn't look good. It didn't look like... Just watching the trailer, I was like, this is not Ghostbusters. It had a particularly egregious trailer. Have you seen the new one? The new the trailer for There's the new one? There's a new, new one now, too. Yeah, I didn't see the new, new trailer, but... What is it, coming out in 2020, or is it uh, kind of this I year? I believe, I believe. I can't remember the date on the end, but... It, mm. But, um... It's the same thing. It's like we're kind of like losing track of like the the Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith. I feel like that's all George Lucas not totally understanding what he made. Right. Like it's him sort of being like, no, this is what this is. This is what this should be. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think I think it was kind of him wanting to continue the story or show like the Star right, Wars of course. past. But in terms of cinematic quality, the original trilogy is just uncomparable. Like, I don't know if it should have gone on this long. I don't know. Should well, any... it's, it's going to now that Disney right. owns them. <laughs> right. But should every should every successful film go on for a hundred years no or should it be like the original office where they had two seasons and a special and it was done dude like i'll give you an example of a really bad trilogy is the matrix i love the original film uh do you want to know something and the matrix two and three are awful right and now they're coming back they're coming back with the matrix i think it's coming out in 2020 keanu's in it i don't think i've ever seen the matrix I know. Watch it. I know. I do need we're, to watch dude, it. We're watching that it, one together at some point. It seems uh, right up my alley as well. Dude, it's it's amazing. It's one of those ones. It's like a good Rick and Morty episode where you have to go back and watch it to pick right. up on stuff that you, you didn't notice before. This is one of those where you're going to pick up on things, and then the next time you watch it, oh, I didn't notice that in there. And then the next time you watch it, I didn't notice that either. Right, right. There's a lot. It's, it's very, like, philosophy bend to it, right? It's really good. It's one of those movies you might not understand watching it the first time i when i saw it as a teenager and then i rewatched it um not even a year ago everything made so much more sense when i was 16 i thought it was just an action movie about people right, right, like on in the a surface yeah in a simulation they're just like killing people when they're in slow-mo cool <laughs> now watching it and actually understanding everything with like an adult lens it's it like really it's hard it's so significant Good, good. I'll check it out. You know what I did see? I think I saw the Animatrix. Is that like a cartoon version? It's like these animated shorts set in the in that universe. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. When the hell did those come out? <laughs> it was good, man. Yeah, it's like Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Right, crap. right. Hey, 
Genji Tartakovsky did that, bro. Star Wars The Clone Wars kicks ass. Oh, come on, man. Did you see it? I saw, like, one episode, and I never watched it again. You never, you don't get to shit on it if you saw one episode. Genji Tartakovsky did Samurai Jack. I have a huge, I have a huge boner for his work. I love Samurai Jack, but. Dude, I love animation. I'm an animation whore, so I like all that stuff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that anime dick? Not anime, animation. I don't like Naruto. Oh, sorry, did I say anime? My bad, animation. I uh, put an anime thumbnail on a SoundCloud beat, and, like, I'm telling you, that's why it got 100 hits. <laughs> Lo-fi beats you can chill to. Right. <laughs> Goes in right into that YouTube playlist. Right. Like, I work hard on the beats. Sometimes it's a picture of something else, but then those anime ones get clicks, and it's like, fuck. Dude, I love... Why am I trying? I love the anime lo-fi hip-hop memes where it's like an anime girl's like getting grounded and it's like her parents are like, uh, you've been listening to too many lo-fi beats up <laughs> yeah. to your room. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the heck were we talking about? Animation. Right. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to transition uh, anim from animation, from <laughs> <laughs> animation, Star Wars shit, shit on Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. If you got this deep into the podcast, uh, Thanks for listening to the pod. Right. By the way. Right. Um, I've had a slight spike in in uh, listeners. The audience is growing a little bit. I want to take the time to say thank you. Um, I'm sorry in advance if you're looking to hire me in the future and you come across any of these episodes. <laughs> I've said some perhaps outlandish things. Don't worry, it's underground. It's you don't have to worry about it. It's underground, but it's it's. I'm, I don't plan to delete it. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull a Shane Gillis. Um, all right, I want to talk about this Oculus Quest. If you listen to the episode where my guest, PJ Signorella, most Italian name ever, uh, he was on. He was working on Mother Gunship. Get that on Steam, you cunts. Um, <laughs> he was trying to sell me on the quest, and I was kind of iffy on it, and then I came here. And uh, your brother DJ let me play Hop Into the Rift S. Mm. And what PJ failed to do, that experience succeeded. Um, I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. Do, do you mean like explaining to. it? Like in terms of, get, you know, <sighs> going into the Rift S and then learning about the quest, the quest felt like a prescription. It felt like oh, this is where I hop into this. This is where I get to be a part of this tech. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have a PC. I don't have the means to buy one right now, but I do have a couple hundred dollars to drop on this this Oculus Quest thing. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and if you listen to the Ear Biscuits podcast, the prescription thing, he kind of has a similar bit. But, I, I, it's true. It's true. When I heard about this, it being standalone, that is 100% how I felt. Mm -hmm. So I bought one. Um, and it 100%, it's, I, I'm in it all the time. Every week I hop in this thing. Not every day. I've been really conscious to not go into it every day, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is scary. Just as someone with kind of an addictive personality, I, I have to be careful of these things. Honestly. I'm the same way with my phone. Um, you know, when I was smoking cigarettes, it was like, you either have none or you're going to do half a pack a day. Mm. You know, 
but uh, I think we really need to be conscious of what this is what this is gonna do to our society. It's so funny, man. After doing VR, uh, after so many times and talking to my brother about it, we started having these conversations about really? the of its impacts on society. I remember actually talking, I, and, and I don't mean to make this anti-VR. We're gonna hop in it after this is done. Right. right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say before you'd even bought the Quest, I was talking about it. I was like, man. I don't even know if I were to have kids. I don't know how much I would let them use this thing. Right. If I would let them use it at all. And I remember y you were like, I think you said like, I think it's just like every other video game, man. Like I, I wouldn't mind if my kid was in VR, but now after being in it for hours on it, I don't feel the same. I don't feel right. if that was me, that was me saying that. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I disagree with myself. This, this was before you, you had your VR. Before set, I had been though, in it. Too. Right. Deep in it. Cause it's weird how it can affect you. Right. Right. And, 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 and like, not, and not that it's in a harmful way, but it's the way that certain brain process, processes like start going once you're out of VR. It's kind of like waking up from a dream, but you still sometimes can feel a little tapped in. Well, your brain, your brain is not tapped in. Your brain is a uh, an extremely. It's smart and it's dumb. Like your head. Thank you. Your head adapts to what your eyes are picking up. I sound like Carl Pilkington, but this is this is true. Like when you right. when when you first put the VR thing on, your brain rationalizes it as this is life now. Mm -hmm. It's to a point now where it's it's not undistinguishable, thank God, but it's close. So, I was telling you earlier, I'm going to retell it for everyone listening. When I was in a game called Super Hot, um, the mechanic of the game is time moves when you move. You, you dodge bullets and you shoot these these red men. Um, it's a shooter. Uh, is that is that a good yeah synopsis? It's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. I played that for about an hour, hour and a half. It's an amazing game. Great starter VR game. When I finished playing that game, I was in my house and I found myself pausing and looking around for red men attacking me. But like I, I wasn't. It was unironic. Right. I 100% lost something or gained something. I don't know. My point is, is that my brain had adapted so deeply in a cognitive sense that I almost had to readjust to reality. Right. I don't know if that's healthy. And uh, it's certainly awesome. At, at face value, like someone listening to this might be like, wow, like VR, is it harmful? Right, right, and, right. And, 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 and it's definitely, I, don't, I don't think I'll it is. I think it could be. Right, it depends on the game. Right, and uh, not, and I think, not not to exaggerate or anything, but like the the those kind of brain processes of after you hop out of VR, they're most definitely short term. Always, it's usually within twenty minutes to an yeah, hour. Yeah, that's, that's after, not after continuing you're out of now. VR. And yeah, of yeah, course, of course. Like, like, but you see that flash. That flash of it was there, right? And it it definitely has to do with prolonged periods of time while you're you had the headset on too. Like if you're in for an hour and a half, two hours, like uh, or or over two hours, like that's actually a really long time to be in VR. Like taking breaks, I find myself taking breaks either from like exhaustion, right. like standing up and looking around and being active. Like it's probably a good way to lose weight if you're if you're looking to lose some pounds and have some like video game fun engaging your but, uh, core yeah but especially it, it's, some of it's, these it's games that are long form that i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 keep going uh, i was you. down there uh, <laughs> thanks i did especially these games that are long form where there's no end time 
like VR chat, for example, right. you can just go and go and go and go and go. Right. Um, thankfully, VR chat is kind of low fidelity in the sense that it doesn't look great. So you kind of get sick of looking at it after a while. Right. That's the idea. But still, like, the porn, man, that is going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Right. Uh, I checked it out out of curiosity. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's, you know, I'm probably the only person with a quest that's going to be talking about this. And I immediately shut it off. I, like, clicked one, and I was like, whoa, no. Nope. It, like... And I think it means I'm not as evolved as other humans because it didn't – it wasn't like, ooh, hot. Like, it looks like titties are right here. It wasn't like that. It scared me. It was weird. It was weird because it looked it, – or it felt too real to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, my dick wasn't out or anything. <laughs> Like you, yeah. Can't believe I'm talking about this, but I have to talk about it for for history's sake. <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna save humanity right now. It's 2019. It's gonna be 2020. Um, um it's it's bad, man. It's bad because people are gonna start looking to VR for sexual gratification. They're not gonna be seeking human to human contact. Like. There's going to be an AI that's so good someday that, like, someone like JP isn't going to go to Ryan's house to record a podcast and drink beers and eat pizza. I'm just going to put the headset on and do it with a with a rope. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's like that, that Netflix show Maniac where the guy's got the, the headset on and he's got, like, the artificial pussy, <laughs> mm. like, pumping away. It's, like, scary like that. It's like, ooh, this is going to be – this could potentially be the death of humanity because mm. we're not going to be mating. We're going to be right. living – we're going to be saying these polite greetings to each other in public and then going to our little cave and putting a VR headset on and, you know, being a giraffe fucking a robot or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. gonna, Because you can do anything. And you know what else is fucked up is it's not – it isn't real. It is virtual. And because it's so close to being real, that line gets skewed. Like <clears throat> any experience you have in VR is tailored exactly how you want it to be. The sound is where you want it to be. The visuals are where you want it to be. You know, if it's a game, you paid for that game. You know what the experience is, mm. right? Real life isn't like that. Real life is not like that. Like, if you're actually having sex with a person, with someone else, you're, you're responding to their needs. It's a give and a take. Whereas in VR, it's like it's a one-way street. They're kind of – it's almost like a slave type situation. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's very dangerous. It's very bad. And I can't imagine – these things are so cheap now. Right. Already. Right. I don't yeah. know what to do with any of this information. I just want to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely interesting. Dude, the thing I was going to ask. I literally is, like clicked I one and then I was like, whoa. And I like exited. I was like, oh my God, whoa. I know you said this you, is not okay. I know you said you weren't in it long, but basically, my question is. Uh, and I, I Ask away. And ask I, away. And I'll, I, be, I, I'll be really candid here. And, and I, have, I have no intention of doing vr porn because i i i'm with you and the fact that i think it's just weird it is I weird get, it's I, weird it's too much it's yeah. like go outside take a shower yeah I've, i i just i don't know the idea of it seems pretty weird to me right but, but um, and it's fucked up too dude the intern they they knew people were going to be doing this if you open the internet <laughs> dude i bet they're on top of it already dude the biggest button is incognito mode <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> It's like Here. right there. It's right there. <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. It's but fucked. the thing that I was gonna ask is like with frame rate, um, 
in VR games, in order to not get motion sick, in order for it to be immersive, the frame rate has to be like pretty high, right? Um, in order for it to be real, or else like it'll look jagged and uh, it won't seem realistic. With watching a movie or anything like that, or like a clip, like a, a porn clip or something like that, I'm wondering if they're shot in like 24 frames or if that are like 60 frames. And if it's in 60 frames, does it look real or does it look like you're watching a video that's all around your eyes? You know what I mean? Uh, that. Excuse me. The latter. To be honest, I wasn't in it long enough to sort of like take stock. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I'm curious about. Because it's um, like, oh, wow, they're going to have to have, like, 100 frames per second, like, porn clips. That's what I it's going to have to be. They're, they're going to have to, like, start shooting porn with IMAX cameras. Right. Like, to get that frame rate, the, like, the most immersive. Like, watch, you're going to start seeing, like, I online ads. I think we're headed there, like, man. You're going to, like, the most immersive porn experience, 120 frames well, like, per second in VR. Check it they, out. Don't they say... Uh, <laughs> Don't they say the WWE. only WWE? <laughs> Sorry. VR porn, pay per view. The only <laughs> the only thing that pushes technology forward is you know like the military and porn, right? I've They're heard definitely that. two of the uh, pioneers. Gaming too. It's and uh, all, basically any digital medium. I guess is going to keep pushing boundaries. Yeah, like I certainly wouldn't let my kids. Into I would let my kids try VR. I would let them do something, but I wouldn't give them a headset. Like, yeah. I think as an adult who's you know my brain's almost done developing, I I can make the decision to be like, nope, this would be unhealth unhealth. Like I did. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. There's something about this that's repelling me. I think it would be unhealthy. I'm not going to do it anymore. That is something that you have to be mature to do. Right. If you handed me an Oculus Quest when I was 12, it's all I would be doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. And I think we have, I think, you know, as much as I'm giggling and, like, I'm embarrassed that I, I looked into it, but I think it's it's important to talk about because yeah. if we don't talk about it, then it's just going to be, like, this hush-hush thing. I, 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 I was going to say, don't feel embarrassed about it because I'm sure people listening are probably curious about it, too. Like, what does it look like? You know? Right. I so, was like, The I natural got, curiosity. I think, um, uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be something to contend with. Societally, yeah. Honestly, I know that sounds like a hipstery sentence, but it's it's how I feel. Dude, an, another movie. We that have to not even regulate it. We just have to be aware of its effects on the brain, and I don't think that we can know that until it. You know, people have made all these mistakes. Unfortunately. Mm. Sorry, what were we gonna say? Yeah, I, dude, I was gonna say another movie that we gotta watch that is like one of the best sci-fi movies of the last decade is the new Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049. I still haven't seen it. And uh, in the movie, he has a holographic girlfriend. Um, and right. they, they can't uh, interact physically or whatever. They can't have sex or anything like that because she's a hologram. He's a human. But she's there as, like, a companion to sort of, like, he gets home from work. She talks about, like, oh, how's your day at work, honey, and this and that. And she's right, basically right. – he doesn't need a human girlfriend. He just has this robot that he can talk to but he also is a robot himself but like that also kind of unravels i won't spoil it but uh there are there are people out there right now who are not interacting with other human beings and they're just using vr yeah dude you know what i've heard is a lot of twitch streamers or like a lot of top twitch streamers they're like man i had to stop watching anime porn because i found that more appealing than regular porn and it's not good to be attracted to just cartoon women Right. The fact that that's, someone that's, can take... That, and that's not even VR. 
That's, that's that's how you know we're fucked right there. That's how you know we're fucked because if someone can take a couple pencils and three colors and give you a hard on with with the, like yeah. What are we doing? It's like when I told you right. my dog was barking not at the other dogs on TV. He was barking at the cartoon dog. Mm. It's like yeah. This is a good. We're we're now at a place where we're able to to, yeah, it's not good. It, it, it's it, it reaches that what it does is it's reaching the end of my intellect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what scared me about it. It's I was t- like, it's, it's tough to see the full implications of it. Right. One of the biggest known, one of the craziest things to me is the transition of reality into VR and back into reality. It kind of feels like waking up from a dream. I think those lines yeah. will definitely be blurred in the future, where you'll just be able to go into VR within your eyelids, possibly. Who knows where it's gonna go. What is it going to be like when it looks so real that you kind of forget? Like, I I wrote a short story called Marge in the Uncanny Valley about um, this girl who gets a quest and puts it on and thinks it's broken. And she has it on, and she's, like, clicking the things, and it's not working. And her friend comes over, and she's got it on, and it's in, like, the Guardian view. Mm -hmm. And she's talking to her friend, like, yeah, I think this thing's fucking busted. And she talks to him for a few seconds, and then she takes it off, and he's not there. Oh, so she was. And I had so much fun with that idea because I was like, "We're headed to that, right? That's what we're headed for." We're we're just getting on the cusp of photorealism in video games, and that's with really good computer hardware for that to translate into VR. It's going to be some years, but we're definitely heading there. I'd say probably within the next, at at the very minimum, fifteen years. Right. In fifteen years, we will probably have photorealistic VR which is strange to think about. Um, I think it's good to advance technology. I think it's good to be on the cutting edge. I think, you know, and I'm not on the cutting edge. I'm, I'm, I'm very cutting edge adjacent. This thing was out for how long before I got one? Um, and this is the lower end of the <laughs> spectrum. Well I, well, I got that one the same year you had, you got yours. So Right, yeah. right. Um, but I just think it's something to keep track of. Yeah. That said... Uh, a Fisherman's Tale, excellent VR game. I remember you telling me about it's that. It's a one. it's a French made puzzle game where you play as a puppet, and you're building a little diorama, and you lift the roof off the diorama, and you see a bigger version of yourself, and it really plays with the tech in an interesting way. It sounds so innocent I after talking you... about the the porn I know. VR. <laughs> I know. Like you play as this little puppet, and uh... <laughs> I wasn't in the porn VR forever. I, I I literally was like, this has to exist, and I literally like. Typed it in, it came up, I clicked one, and then I was like, whoa, 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 nope. And I, like, exited out and was like, okay, I feel gross. And then it was like, I was sitting there, and I was like, there's no way that people aren't doing this all day. Yeah. There's no way that there's so many of us, human beings, we're all so different. Like, Dude, you should see the, the clips of people uh, in VR chat who live over... Like, some of them were European. They were living in England or whatever, and they're like, yeah, I've been unemployed for two years. I've just been playing VR chat straight for two years. It's like, wow, you are sucked in. VR is your reality now. And now just having to eat and, like, take a crap in real life is Is a roadblock. Right. It's it's just the next step to getting you back into that reality. So, like, VR are those people's realities. And I don't know if my repulsion to that is just that it's so different from my life that I think it's wrong. Like, I, uh, but it does feel wrong. That's it's a, it's sad. A, it's yeah. It's because it's not real. Right. It's superficial. It's a fake 
alternate reality. Like VR chat should be you and me getting stormtrooper avatars and and talking shit to some English blokes. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the right. majority of your day. Right. It's like it's like after like I'll have some really vivid dreams sometimes and afterwards I'll contemplate on it for a little bit and think about if it had any significance or Right. I'm like, I love wow, doing that. That was a really weird dream. But then you, you always find yourself coming back to reality. It's like, okay, I just got to get ready for the day now. You know, I can't yeah, stay concentrated yeah. on this dream all day or right. else I'm not going to be living. Right. So, like. And it's not that you're not living when you're in VR, but it's, I have to cont- I have to contextualize it as a video game playing session. Right. Like, if you and me play it later, like, it's, like, I, I didn't touch the thing for, like, th- f- almost, seriously, like, five days. Mm. Because... It, all I was in my head was like, this is bad for society. Like, <laughs> and, and, and the fucked up thing is like, we all want to sh- like, you get in it and then you're like, I got to show this to other people. Like, <laughs> right. And it's, it's fun seeing other people's first experience. With right. It too. And like seeing my sister go into a DJ gave me my first like experience with it. Like, um, I, it's fun seeing people's and reactions, I, and I hate that the uh, that the, the the porn is like my gateway into the negativity of it. But I, I, I can't be the only one that's reached this conclusion. There's just no way you can reach that conclusion without porn. Too. Right, 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 right. But that's what that's what brought me to the space mentally of like, where is this going? Thinking about the repercussions. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. You could be in super hot all day. You know it's not real life. But if you're like in a thing like. A 360 video, you know it's not real life because the, you know it's it's you know it's only 720p or whatever. But when whatever 1080p becomes so HD that you can't tell the difference, that's when we really really have a problem. Then it's not just you know the guy in England who's been fired from his job. Then it's like everyone, right? Because it's like because it's tailor made to you. You become God. And it's like at that point when all of your senses are being tapped into, other than smell, of course, but like everything you're seeing, everything you're hearing and interacting with, with your hands and where you're moving and where you're looking around, as soon as that looks real, that thought of, oh, I'm in VR and this is a fake world, that back of the mind thought kind of disappears. Yeah. Um, like, have that's, you been, that's where the, the Have you gotten lost in VR? Like, have you been in it and you kind of, like, even if it's brief, you kind of get lost? Like, when I played when I played um, Mario Kart 64, I remember playing Mario Kart 64 at a friend's house when I was really little and being like, ooh, everything's different now. Like, I didn't think it was possible for games to be like this. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you yeah. get that. It's, like, such a specific feeling. Um, I didn't have that feeling again until this. Mm. Until being in the Rift S and being like, "This is something new. This is this. There's no turning back now." Right. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do think it's a, a new chapter for us. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is just like the dawn. Of and I VR. love the thing. I charged it because I want to. I want to play with you. Like yeah. I have a new racing game I want to play. But guys, if you have one of these, don't, don't. You know, I know I sound like a fucking priest. <laughs> Sound like a pastor. Yeah, we're, we're or not. We're actually not trying to be hyperbolic at all. Like, no, no. Like, or, I'm not or, saying uh, it's a bad thing. Just because, I, just because I was like, ooh, this is not good. Like, for me personally, I can't fall down that rabbit hole. Like, I don't even watch porn on my phone. I don't even watch it on my computer anymore. Seriously, yeah. because it became like an unhealthy thing. And it's like, if you feel like that, 
on like a screen, definitely don't do it in VR. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think it's bad. I've, I think it's bad for us in general. I've been there too, so I don't watch it anymore either. So like, I used to be way into it, and then right. I noticed it was getting in the way of my everyday and, life. And, and you were way into it at one point because you're a human being. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just the way. It everyone is. everyone has those wants and needs. And, right. Uh, but there are better ways of going about them for sure. Yeah, it's like uh, it's you know manage yourself, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got so weird. Yeah, we're your shrinks. Do what we say. Get yeah. off the porn. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to people, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, it's way more rewarding when you. Life is way more rewarding. There was something if it if is. VR did get that immersive to the point where it was that photorealistic, and I'd want to be in there all day. There'd be something in the back of my mind saying like. This isn't real. This is a If sham. it was indistinguishable, do you think that still? I don't know if that'll happen in our lifetime. True, but, but it will happen. Yeah, yeah. No, that will happen. I um, don't think it's that far away. I don't think it's our lifetimes close, but I think it's pretty fucking close. I bet it's our grandkids close. So it's just like the one... Maybe that's outlandish to like, say. Like the one thing that even in CG movies that they haven't been able to fully nail down yet is CG humans. Yeah. Uh, the eyes always look dead. Yeah. They've nailed skin. It's hair and eyes that are kind of yeah not there yet. They look perfect. Like they, <laughs> if they don't speak a lot, they look so human. But <laughs> yeah. then it's, as soon as you see the wrinkles and like the the warps of the face, that's when it starts to look fake. If they nail it in the movies, that's when you can start putting a timeline to photorealistic humans. Bringing it back to VR. Rogue One, but, seeing um, General Tarkin or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's like you know it's CG. Yeah, and at the same time, myself included, when I watched it, I was like, "Whoa, this is an advancement for human, you know." Technology. Yeah. But now I'm thinking back to it, and I'm like, "Eh." Yeah. There. Um. I remember <laughs> in the. I remember up. in the. Theaters. That was someone's year was doing that. I know. And we're like, it's not that great. I in, in the theaters, I was like, oh, this doesn't look that good. I remember my, right. my like one of my brothers saying, "Oh, that's like CG." I didn't realize at first, but I, after they know, like it's pretty easy to spot. But that's the thing; um, it's always that first time. Like now, when you hop into the rift, you kind of are like, "All right, this is the main menu." It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. and you're kind of yeah. like there, whatever. Um, Do bl- the new Blade Runner does a new de aging, and it looks. Do you know what my favorite? The, the girl's so soft spoken, so she doesn't have to do a lot of facial stuff. Yeah, like, dude, she looks like she just popped out of '82 and like 1982. Like, and they looks, took advantage of it story wise and, and made the tech fit into it in a good way. That's right. what you got to do, dude. I'm telling you, probably one of the best movies, one of the best sci-fi movies of the past couple. Decades. 2049. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049. I got to watch if, the original first. If you're listening to the pod, the, the original's okay. The 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 new one's amazing. Uh Yeah. But uh I believe you. That's Ryan's Rex. I, I guess it's going to be a new segment. <laughs> Ryan's Rex. A lot of the symbolism and imagery is really cool in the original, but plot-wise it's not so great. But the new Blade Runner you have to appreciate the world and like good cinema and good cinematography. Like if if you don't like the look of it, you're not going to like the movie. Right. Uh, it's it's like you really have to buy into the world in order for you to fully. Aesthetically, you mean? Yeah, but okay. the cinematography, it's like freaking gorgeous. It's hard not to like it. I just remember uh, several years ago, I was at like a, a little get together, and some some girl was there, and she was talking about Blade Runner. I was like, "Oh, you saw it?" She was like, "Yeah, awful movie, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, it was amazing." I was gonna I was say, like, I feel like it was kind of mixed. It was the great. Yes, it had mixed reviews, but I freaking loved it. If you like sci-fi. If you like the Matrix, Star Wars, I do, man. I'm a I'm a sci-fi guy, and I, I didn't I didn't envision like myself Mirror. as that. I love Black 
Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, Black that Black Mirror, Mirror episode incredible. where the two black guys are like making out in VR or whatever. Oh, oh that's oh, dude. Speaking of VR, that, that's a fantastic episode. That yeah. that's what I thought of. I clicked the Pornhub thing and I was like, oh my god, this is that. Yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> that's a dude. <laughs> I like took it off and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm a caveman. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you watch some like VR porn and then at the end the guy's like. Yeah, I was a guy this entire time. I'm in drag. You're like, fuck. No, do you know how much of a cat? Do you know how much of a Catholic fucking you know bitch boy I am? No one even got naked. It was literally like the video, like it just like opened, and then I was like, this is too close. Like you know, you know when your brain is getting tricked. I wouldn't even say that's like a, a Catholic upbringing thing, though. I'd say that's more of your moral guidelines and, right, you, and right. some, something in you morally was i like, guess i guess sort of a or something with your inner morality you're like oh, it's not about this which right. I, which i'm very similar to you and i would probably do the same thing i'd be like yeah this is, this is a bit much right and i was like this would ruin the quest for me this would ruin the oc- <laughs> you Seriously. just look at it disgustingly the next time you're like oh that thing <laughs> i think I, I i it's so funny dude but i think i would have yeah i think i would have yeah. You know what I've been finding is the really great quest games, and then we're going to get out of here. I don't know what the hell I'm going to call this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Stay um, away from VR porn. Stay away from VR porn. <laughs> I, the best experiences on the quest, like there's a game I want to show you in a minute called Death Race. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that and one. And it's like, it's like, it's a kart racer, but one hand is the steering wheel, your left hand is the steering wheel, and your right hand is free and you move it as a gun, and it's connected to a turret, and you shoot other cars, and mm. it's a kart racer. It does not look real. It it looks like a video game. It looks like it looks like a GameCube PS2 era game, but it's VR. Those are like some of the best games too. It's the best shit. Yeah, it's the best shit because you know it's a game. It's really well. You know the mechanics are great. It runs really smooth. The right. music's fucking awesome. It's got a cool setup. That's what that's what I think I'm gonna focus on in VR. I'm gonna focus on the games that bring new mechanics in, you know, as in terms of like stuff that looks so real, like this and that. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't get lost in it, right? Because it doesn't bring me towards anything healthy. Dude, that's what that's what is gonna sell the most too for VR games is which one is the most fun. Mm. And so I don't think when it comes to immersion, like yeah. That stuff's important, but as of right now, at the beginning, it's only a little bit important. You only need a little bit, right? The, the thing that I've really liked with VR is, like, intuitive controls. If your game has really good intuitive controls, I'll keep coming and I'll, I'll, I'll start playing it again and again. Yeah. Uh, or I'll keep coming back. So. Like, what are your, what are your top – this will be what we end on. What's your top three VR games? I, dude, ever since you showed me Super Hot, I haven't played right. it in the Right, so you do yet, your top three, and then I'll do my top three. So you go. De- this, is Ryan's, this is Ryan's top yeah. three VR titles. It's definitely Rift at – on, on the Rift S that I've tried, I really liked Longbow, which is the lab, which is by Valve. And it's in that it's a mini game within that game, but it's good enough to be its own game, I guess. So. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Yeah, so, so Longbow. Longbow, definitely. As super, a part of what game? Um, it's called the Lab. The Lab. Okay, yeah, Longbow in the Lab. Yep. Um, One. Super hot for sure. It's probably my number two. Um, nice. That's definitely gonna be on my list. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely my number two. I. Dude, I would play super hot all day if, right, right. if I was. Dude, I gotta show you a new level I got. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then I think number three is definitely VR chat. 
just all the shenanigans interesting that go on in VR chat right there's other fun games that and VR I've chat's played. not a game that's the fucking crazy thing like comedy yeah. night isn't a game by the way I want to do a podcast where we live stream on OBS in comedy night oh we gotta do that um, so but, your uh, top three is longbow super hot VR chat. I just I think VR chat more so of like the shenanigans and the fun so of it. So is that one to three or is that three to one? Like is VR chat your number one and Longbow is the third or um, is Longbow the best? Longbow's the best. Right, okay. I, I, w- I would pick Super Hot over Longbow, but I think there's something about when you pull the, the bow back in Longbow, you can actually feel the tension the of like the, the bow strain. Right, right. It's really uh immersive. So that's why that's why it's my current number one. But That's a good list. Beat Saber is a great strong mention. Beat yeah, Saber's honorable a great mention, mention. Beat Saber. Yeah, yeah, honorable <laughs> mention. Yeah, but what's your what's your top three? Uh, so I'm gonna start three. I'm gonna go three, two, one. Okay. So three, I definitely have to say a Fisherman's Tale. Mm. It's a puzzle game. I gotta check that one out. It's short. I'll let you play it. Uh, we can do that first if you want. Um, story's really solid. It makes use of of the VR tech and its specific mechanic. It makes a use of, like. There's something to be said for the games that have the specific gimmicky mechanic, and then they kind of just leave it there. This game right. has a gimmick mechanic, but it utilizes it in such a smart way. I like that. So that's yeah. three, A Fisherman's Tale. Two, I have to make Racket Fury. It's a ping pong simulator. I like that game a lot, actually. It's so realistic, it hurts my head sometimes. The controls were great with that game. Uh, maybe 10% away from being perfect, really realistic. Yeah, maybe if you, 10%. If you were good at ping pong in that game, I feel like you'd be good in real life. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, it translates very well. I'm very mediocre, well. if not average, at ping pong, and I have to work to be good at it. So I feel Racket Fury is my second. Mm. And number one was going to be VR Chat. Yeah. My number one is VR Chat. I think VR Chat takes advantage of the internet. Communication, being able to talk to people, you know, the Xbox Live tech. Yeah. Um, at the same time as the VR, you get to go in a different world and have these in- amazing experiences that feel like dreams. Yeah. Um, VR is all a dream, uh, I think, is, is the message there. Maybe that's going to be the title. We'll yeah. see. You remember, right. like, in the 90s, they had those dream machines where, like, they were, like, those spinning wheels that you yeah. could look to? Yeah. They're modern dream machines. Exactly. I think I think that's that is the great thing about VR chat. It's like you have like memories, like oh, remember when we did this? And it's yeah, that, yeah. There, and there's cool something experience. to be said about the VR chat community that's very drunk when they get in. Like there's people in VR who like drink when right. they're in there. Like you and me kill a couple beers. There's people in VR chat that like pass out with their headsets on. Like go in the VR chat yeah. subreddit, <laughs> read some crazy <laughs> shit. But that's a story for another podcast. Yeah, this has been uh, episode twelve of You Die Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this was a weird one. <laughs> I know I talked about porn a little bit. I hope I, I hope a bunch of people didn't click off. Um, I hope none of my cousins listened to this one. One of my cousins listened and was like, I listened to the podcast. I just remember that shit. Uh, if you're listening, Derek, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 13 is either going to be a solo one or I'm going to have my buddy Andy nice. from Voice of Addiction come on to talk about um, some things that went on with a member of that band. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, there's going to be an ad at the end. Please stick through the ad. I finally unlocked some CPM to get some new ad reads, so you motherfuckers better listen because it helps me put a couple bucks in my wallet. Uh, and it keeps me recording these episodes. Yeah, if you listen to the pod, listen to the ad. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. All right, this has been uh, Ryan Kerr. Uh, you die okay, episode 12. We'll be back with episode 13. 
We're going to have to do something crazy.